0: I had a very proud fatherly moment today i was Ooh. just giving the boys a bath before bed um not uh 50 minutes ago and uh nash was standing up playing and started farting and then started laughing at it and i was mm-hmm. like oh you've got a good sense of humor my man like he did it <laughs> three like three different times in a row he like farted and went <laughs> and then did it like, again. trust me that'll hard. never expire
1: <laughs> I was like, listen,
0: buddy, you just found one of the golden age of one of the golden uh, uh, pieces of comedy that knows no bounds. A three-year-old, an (laughs) 80-year-old. And I used to like, like, obviously there's low. That's what the
1: movie Limitless is based off of, I think. It's
0: about about the power of a fart joke. (laughs) It's when Bradley Cooper unlocks the other 90% of his brain (laughs) and learns about the power of fart jokes. The thing is, is like, yeah, there's lowbrow humor. I'm not a huge lowbrow, lowbrow. Crude humor person. Yeah, we never but go below the belt. We yeah. never go below the belt. We're very above the belt, but um a fart joke never gets old. No, it never gets old. A well-executed fart joke, mind you. This is true. This is true. Old. That's a, that's a key point. Um, so anyway i just it made me laugh so hard him laughing at his own i, I didn't teach him that i don't know no. if if his mom did i doubt it so <laughs> i feel like that's just one of those <laughs> naturally human things yeah like you fart and that's funny. Like, hey, that was and a funny you, noise that came out of my butt and then he do it
1: again <laughs> <laughs> that's also pretty impressive just doing it on command at that age
0: um although another funny story um oh my mom just texted me i was that is hilarious literally i was going to tell you a story about my mom and she yeah. texted me yeah uh
1: this is me trying to work well, after you're the one better day. than me because i just got i started to get a call and had not muted it, Who is uh, it? Some i literally some just turned th- on just said, hold on my grandma's calling me right back let me yeah okay
0: welcome Hello? to the solo show uh hey grandma jd's podcast this is the one that you're all really here for that you're all really wanting to listen and participate to uh today we're just no, going to talk up. about some of my favorite music wow nick just said no what's up as if there's nothing that he's not in the middle of anything i truly hope this does not turn into a very uh serious yep there it is okay there's an eye roll so i think we're in, we're in the clear he literally yeah. okay so yeah. let's talk about the mountain goats so the mountain goats uh, yeah, one remember. of the best bands that have ever existed um they have a lot of albums i mean that goes without saying they have i'd say i'd say 20 albums now or something close to that they started in roughly 1994 now even though the band name was plural oh, the yeah. mountain goats uh, it was actually just John yeah, Daniel okay. at the time. Think about that, a plural band name for a singular person. And uh, a lot of his songs are oh, yeah, songs. So but basically yeah, right from you know, r- writing it and recording uh, to JD stuff right stuff right into now he's t- telling his grandmother he's talking to me, but he doesn't realize we're in the middle of the Josh. podcast. So it's rude. Um so he uh, uh, no, we're, we're would on record call. he would <laughs> he's really no, no, interrupting. You're good. He's he's you're interrupting good. My, well, it's not good. We're in the middle of the thing. All right, we'll do So anyway, so he uh, right, Would record these straight through a boombox, through a Panasonic uh, boombox, and uh, we'll pick up next time on JD's podcast. Um, uh, we uh, mountain goats R us.
1: Okay, so how that I wasn't. Go? It was nothing that important, nor an emergency. Mm-hmm. But how did that get through? Do not disturb is on. Do not disturb. Let's calls through.
0: Does it? I think that I think I think that particular one does. That's good to know. I have two more stories to share with you. I'm, th- I'm realizing now Okay, well, let me try to sleep
1: on that and see if that mutes yeah. calls. Or... So, uh, uh, and my... maybe muting too.
0: <laughs> my girlfriend and I went to a musical for her birthday a couple of weeks ago. I got taken one of her favorite musicals it was off Broadway tour The music man. It was the music Man <laughs> with Hugh Jackman. No, it mm-hmm. was, um, it was, uh, it's called come from away and it's about the, uh, it's about when 9-11 happened and all these flights were in the air. A lot of them in the area were all grounded in this one small town in Canada and okay. how the town prepares for it, what it's like for the people who, you know, who are, um, who are planning on going somewhere and all of a sudden are stuck in a small town in Canada for a few days. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously about 9-11. So it's not like the funniest thing you've ever seen, but it it's a lighthearted tone throughout and okay. then, of course, towards the, so we, you know, we are, um, we're getting there. We're uh, like right on time to get there. And then we decide to grab drinks. So we're a little bit late. Like we walk into our, to the balcony, right. As the first song starts. So nice. I'm, Perfect you know, I'm just a that. little bit, well, but they had held us at the area and you know, we had to wait for the song. Okay. To end. So we sit down. We're just kind of rushed to get into the yeah. and so then we're we're going and going and going, and then you know it gets to like the um, last twenty five minutes of the musical, and it gets like the re- the first like really heavy emotional thing, okay. and all of a sudden an alarm starts going off. And the alarm is oh, right next to me no. on her phone. It was her, uh, her, uh, her reminder for her meds. So she uh-huh. quickly like shuffles and takes it, and you know, like hits the side quick and puts it back in her pocket. Yeah. Well, when you hit the side, you're just snoozing. You're it. snoozing it. So nine minutes <laughs> later, literally in the other most emotional scene in the entire <laughs> musical, <laughs> it goes off again. <laughs> and her to
1: the theater is like these fucking well, people. Yeah. Well, they show I, up I, late.
0: I, that's. <laughs> then then... I, I'd go so far to say just that fucking person because i was like i'm with these people like I'm
1: doing <laughs> one of them. so you completely <laughs> turned on your girlfriend <laughs> just abandoned <Listen, to> <laughs> her <laughs> like, hey i'm with them uh i'm part of the mob here
0: <laughs> i have a pitchfork as well i am here against uh, <laughs> this. no it was hilarious and afterwards she was like but she she said the same thing she was i put it on do not disturb i was like yeah alarms are one of the things that Will like seep through. Do not serve as basically like other apps and messages and stuff. Okay. Third and final story. So, uh, I, this is yesterday, maybe two days ago. This is this weekend, I think. And I was um literally just doing stuff around the house. And I come back to my phone and I, I sat down. I have a missed call from my mom. So I call her back and I'm like, Hey, what's up? She goes, Hey, nothing. Just driving. And I'm listening to the podcast. And you can just tell by the mm-hmm. tone. I'm like, Oh, crap. And she goes, So I got a question for you. And knowing I just, again, the tone, I'm just like, I'm literally like buzzing through the podcast in my head going, what did I say about my mom? What did I say about my parents that she's calling me out that she's pissed off about? Like, what did, what did I like? But my tongue she is
1: going to be like enough cum jokes.
0: <laughs> Actually, she complimented that part. She goes, the jokes that you guys are making the below the belt jokes, a plus is the best part of the podcast. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she goes, so I have a question about the, the radical face, um, albums versus the book and how those interact and like what came you know and i was like oh so we just talked about that for a little bit about Mm -hmm. the book and the and the albums and stuff but i was so like you you know your parents right like you know the tones that they use when they're talking to you and i was like Uh i'm I'm like i did something wrong and i don't know what it was (laughs) i was so ready for her to be like i'm in danger you you think it's okay (laughs) (laughs) i think it's okay to talk about this you know sort of a thing but yeah nope, nope didn't come so um anywho that's, cool. that's that's what i got what do you any any life updates before we do the intro
1: oof life updates not really i don't know things are going well mm. no holidays are coming things are busy well, they Nothing are. major full steam ahead full, full steam, steam ahead.
0: ahead like the goddamn polar express man breezing through just town. like the cut got...
1: <laughs> nope didn't come up with a word in time for that one. I don't know what I was gonna
0: I thought you were censoring yourself, but no, it was just no, me tripping up.
1: <laughs> it was just me tripping up.
0: Welcome to what is currently Radical Face R Us, but we're gonna take a bit of a step back to the olden days, to the OG bare naked ladies R Us. Oh, because yeah. our old pal, Steven Page himself has released a new solo album um and we're here to give a a fresh hot take but one that's cooled down a little bit. It's fresh and it's a take but it's maybe it's a little warmer. Uh, yeah, you know? it's
1: it's lukewarm at best by exactly. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, keep in
0: mind Gordon well, came out slow on the take. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon came out in like what? Like 91, uh, yeah. 92 or something like that. Let me see. Gordon came out in 92. So when we did our first episode on BNLRS we it was a pretty cold take by that point. So in this terms of true. like in terms of like you know 18 years or 28 oh, years, well globally red well, hot. Yeah.
1: Right. Just <laughs> comparatively to our fresh it. hot takes that are a Monday from a Friday release. A little bit <laughs> at the end of the
0: day, it's all perspective. That's what it really this comes down true. to. Well, just before we forget, I'm JD. And I'm Nick. And I would personally like to apologize for our Inconsistent release schedule this year um, yeah. I don't think it's it's. I don't truly think it's any of our Particular faults um, no. but it's just Been a fucking mess of a fall And winter it's been hectic it's been Hectic and it's it's not due to a lack of Desire because every time we do this um, I love when Nick and I argue for an hour And the first song mm-hmm. of an album and it's just been
1: like, oh, this should be a life. quick episode. An hour later, <laughs> we're just getting into the first yeah. song. An hour yeah, later, no. and an an hour we're just later, editing we're like, the first song.
0: All right. The second song. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and it was so funny because
0: we were talking earlier. There were some audio file issues um, when I was editing. And one of your files came over, but it was like an hour shorter than the whole thing. So I was editing it and I was like getting to the end. And I was like, this is only 90 minutes. Like, no, 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 no. I, re- I remember being on that call for a long time. Turns out yeah. there was just some issue there.
1: That whole thing just defies all Gravity. of my knowledge about computers, because I thought like
0: a very it's limited. By the way, you you don't know very much about computers.
1: Agreed, but Agre- that, very much agreed. Sure, yeah, okay. but it was just a simple upload to the drive. I would have thought if it didn't complete, it would have errored out or been corrupted or anything. Yeah. But not just would have like given you the first sort of... half uploaded. And then it was just like, Oh, and then it gonna just called... it. it's going to be a complete <laughs> file and we'll give you that. And then we're just going to cut off the rest. Like, I don't know how that worked at all.
0: <laughs> it was just like, fuck it. We're good here. Um, well, anyway, um, <laughs> the point is we got it out and it was a good episode. And, yeah.
1: um,
0: and so now we're here talking about Stephen page. Of course we have plenty more, um, uh what's that band? What's the band called again? Uh Radical Face? Coldplay. Like that? Coldplay. Thank you so much. We have so much yes. more Coldplay to go. So much more radical face to go. Um and by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were talking about Coldplay and a music of the spheres came out, Chris was all like, We've got four more albums in us and then we're gonna retire and they'll all be out by twenty twenty five. And four
1: more or three more?
0: Oh, you're right. Three, sorry, four, including Music of the Spheres, one. Three more yes. after that. So, yes. And two of more
1: Music of the Spheres, part two, two and three. three. And
0: then the fourth, the, the final one would be Coldplay, Coldplay. self-titled. Um, time's ticking, Chris.
1: You've got three years. Coldplay. And to... Thank you. <laughs> and then it's just one of those albums, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, how the rappers at the, the last track is just a thank you for yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. J. Cole just listing For an listing hour for whole career. <laughs>
0: And the, the back of the album is just Chris like doing the Breakfast Club fist in the air. Oh. <laughs> well, and anyway, so we're, but we're, like we said, we're, we're taking it back. Um, Stephen Page, um, one of the former uh, frontmen of Bare Naked Ladies, our good pal, um, friend of the show, had him on many times. Um, yes. had a new solo album come out in Excelsior, late September. Excelsior, and um, it's been out for a couple of months now. So we wanted to do September one of our classics. 30th, so
1: we're only two months late.
0: Yeah, that's why I said a couple of months. I don't that's like perfect. Okay. Are you gonna repeat everything I say I, in a different slight wording? Pretty now? much. Okay. We'll great. see
1: if I'm up for it because I <laughs> usually don't can't do words that good. But
0: <laughs> why say few many words when a few words do trick? Um so yeah, it's a new Stephen Page. It it's been a few here span a few years since um uh heal thyself two. Uh, I think well, I think it's been four years now. I think uh heal themselves, heal myself. Wow, I need to slow down. Okay redo i think heal thyself part two came out in 2018 um and so nick's doing some research i hope to find that answer for me 2018
1: september 2018. look at He's that like, wow look 14
0: Steve. wow my I man mean, he
1: you are He could have bumped it up 16 days and, and, it and been, like an anniversary <laughs> but, but no he had to no. wait two
0: more weeks um and the thing that surprised me so we're going to do a fresh headache we're not going to go track by track we're going to kind of talk about it overall maybe talk about a few specific tracks but not mm-hmm. like we'd normally do an episode. Um, I think one of the things that surprised me the most is that like the official announcement for this album was like less than 30 days until it came out. It was like the first yeah. week of September and he was like, I have a new album coming out on the 30th. And in an, in an era of like six month album cycles, you know, or like four mo- you know, a single comes out in May and the album's not out till like November. It's, it felt very odd to have something within a 30 day window of when it, felt- it was announced.
1: Yeah, it felt like in the middle. Like either you see the six month thing and it's like, you have a long laid up, you have six tracks right, or they're right. just like, Hey, it's coming tomorrow. And yeah, exactly. Like, what? You do
0: like a surprise but release. This
1: is like an in-between you're like, it, Oh, it, I have a, a month. So that's cool. But,
0: and it was nice to get a single and only have to wait three, four more weeks, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it makes me think though. And uh, based on no actual data that like maybe something like went wrong or like something happened where it was like, Something happened last minute that changed the plan. Something, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, um, that that's one of the things I can think of. I mean, either way, it came when it did, and it's great. Um, to it's great that it's here because it was. He's one of those. I'm, you know, I'm thinking also of like Ben Folds because, yeah, I think his last album was like 20. So there. Yeah. So there. That came out I, in, I guess
1: 14 or 16.
0: Uh, let me see. So yeah, 2015. So you were wrong. Um, ironically so though, September 11th. Not not ironic because of 9-11, but ironic because the other two albums we're talking because about. So the
1: musical you went Because through. of the musical. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but it's the same where he, that album came out, yeah, seven years ago now. Um, and so you know, four years obviously isn't seven, but it's still kind of like, oh shoot, we get new stuff from Steven. Like that's exciting yeah. when it happens. Um so yeah, let's kind of let's let's kind of dive. Um, let's just let's wade into it. Let's not dive. Let's just kind of get used to the water. You know that moment when you're getting in cold water and it touches your wee-wee and you're like, Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Let's, let's get up to make there. Make
1: that sound. Yeah. I, I
0: actually probably make a very similar sound to that. <laughs> and I go, Ooh, <laughs> everything up to that point. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you so, want to jump
1: in globally to the album or do you want, well,
0: wait in. The fuck me. does that mean?
1: Yeah. Or do you want to talk about the lead single first?
0: Uh, we can talk about the lead single first. If you want to, if you even want to call it that, I mean, um, the only felt, single, the only yeah, well, exactly, no, and even the, no, there were two, yeah, well, there were two, re- there were two pre-releases. Like I don't, yes. I don't know what you yeah. know with an album like this, what what you right. I, I don't know that with anything or what you qualify as a single. Like you, ha- you have radio singles. You know, early you, back in the day, singles used to have B sides. This them. is not. This is more single, if anything. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> it's basically like here's a song from the album. It's like a teaser more right. than anything. But that's that's semantic. So Zoom was the one that came out, right? Yep. First one. Um, take it away, friendo.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It, yep. Like, I think we talked about this a little bit, not too much, because we you know we save. No, it for we do. Bod.
0: We're professionals.
1: Musically, really fun, very much Steve. It's like very exciting. I really like that part. Yes. Topic wise, you know. I, it feels anything that's like this yeah it feels gimmicky Mm -hmm. when it's so specific like this Mm -hmm. especially like right off the heels of the pandemic right about zoom and all that yeah i I, know it's hard to feel like it's almost dated on release you know
0: yeah it's songs like this because you know frank turner has a song that references pandemic-y sort of stuff Mm -hmm. um it's going to be very interesting to look back on this era of media 10 to 20 years from now and see when we how- realize,
1: especially when we realize the pandemic was a hoax.
0: <laughs> You've been saying that for two years now, man, you're wrong. It's not a hoax. <laughs> it's a real thing. No, like, you know, I went and saw, um, the Knives Out sequel the other day in theaters. Um, oh, what was that? The, it was fantastic. It's so much different than the first one, but also like still exactly you know like still the same yeah. feel and and I don't want to give any Boston away.
1: accent this time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Benoit Blanc changes his accent every movie. No, he um, but like without giving anything away, it takes place during COVID and it's like oh. heavily referenced. You know, like characters are wearing masks and it's funny because okay. you depending on how how a character wears their mask uh, kind of gives a little bit away about their character. Like, yeah, you know, one of the characters comes in just wearing a, a hospital mask or like, you know, a doctor's mask. One comes in wearing like a fancier one. One person comes in with like right below, below their, nose. their nose. One uh, comes in with like the mesh wiring one that's not even really a mask. Oh you know, like it's just funny how like, yeah. the, you know, but it'll be interesting. Like it didn't feel, it obviously felt of the time because it was, kind of it happened during that but it'll be interesting 20 years from now to watch glass onion and be like oh yeah that's when this was going on or if it's going to be like i can't believe they add that into it so zoom feels sort of the same it's just a little more heavy-handed where it's like about that it's about communication during the pandemic and
1: isolation and stuff like that and i don't know now i'm trying to think about a little bit of a tangent do you feel like there's i guess probably for you more than globally a difference on how you view dated things like this across different mediums? You mean like how how like like movies and TV when they are like, oh, they go through a season when they're in the pandemic and they're all talking about sure. masks yeah, and all that type of stuff true, yeah. versus a song that references it?
0: Yeah, I feel like by default, songs are a little more not heavy handed necessarily, but condensed. And so like yeah. if I like if I'm watching This Is Us, you know, which which did bring the pandemic yep. into this the the series when it was happening, there are part of it is how do they handle it? Like Knives Out or sorry, Glass yeah. Onion was it was very much like this is just happening during this time. It wasn't right. like a centerpiece of the film. This is us that, was a that, that's a yeah, okay.
1: That's a huge piece. And I feel like it's hard for music to touch on that without it being the core piece. Well, exactly.
0: I completely agree. Like it's, it's with a movie, you can have an intro or a few minutes or even a TV show, a few minutes of it, and then you kind of move on it. I mean, you don't necessarily forget about it, but it's not.
1: Yeah, it can just be about something else in that time. Yeah, that yeah that put words to exactly what I was thinking because I was thinking yeah it doesn't usually affect me like that in movies, TV, and I think no, that's but exactly music it does. Music if it's a it's little not more focused on it, like the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Which is hard to do, like you said, with a song, because that's yeah. what you're doing. You're writing about a topic. Right. Because um, so, one line about COVID. Yeah, right? <laughs> so now that COVID's over, you know, and just get into it. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think it's a it's a fun song. I like even the Zoom chorus, like Zoom, mm-hmm. Zoom, who is Zooming? Like, I really like all of that. It just is hard to make to have it. And this is a very loaded word, so I don't mean this too derogatorily, but like, it's hard to have it not feel like a novelty song where yeah. it's just like, oh, this is a COVID song, right? Like it, it does not necessarily, ah, this is the hard part. I was going to say it doesn't stand by itself outside of COVID, but like it does, like it's, I got a great message and good Steve lyrics. It's yep. just, it, it's hard to separate it, maybe kind of radical facey. It's hard to separate it from what you know it to be about, which yep. is um, COVID and isolation yeah. and stuff like that, but
1: um, yeah. And the other was... part about that, too, is I don't remember when this dropped. I don't think we had a full track listing yet.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: And the, no, we his previous single was isolation. So which, it we was,
0: were, which was like two it years It was ago. like, oh,
1: great. Is this going to be a whole COVID album? You know? Yeah. And I'm glad it wasn't. I'm think, glad. You know, I'm very glad it wasn't. But looking yeah.
0: at the album as a whole, it's you know I've read a couple of interviews because again, it it felt like it released with like limited fanfare. But again, I'm we're also used to like a Coldplay mm-hmm. album rollout or like you know something a bigger a bigger campaign behind it. Yeah. But um, so it was kind of I had to find a couple articles and interviews. I don't know if you read. did You get to read the one I sent you. I did. Skim so it. So it's the album is eleven tracks. Um, Excelsior, and the first seven. Are kind of a concept album or at least a thematically conceptual album and mm-hmm. then the last four are sort of unrelated to a degree like they're more just individual songs um, yeah what
1: do you call it bonus something like,
0: per, like bonus for purchase or something like that yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> which is interesting and i and i i think well let's get it that's good especially to let's get
1: comparatively to, where... to... Coming off the heels of Heal Thyself Part One and Two, and two uh, the right. whole thing was so. Yes, two albums about piece. certain
0: themes. Yeah. Um. Well, let's kind of get into that then. So, looking at the album as a whole, globally, as as you would say, how do you mm-hmm. feel about it? Two months, you know, into your lukewarm take.
1: You know, I, I kind of feel similar to Zoom. Mm-hmm. I think there are elements that I really like. There are some songs that I'm like just eh. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to grow on me because that's what all of his albums have done. Right. Um, I didn't love it the first time. I don't like it. Felt a bit too much like stale social commentary in a lot of places. Sure. Yeah. Um, some of his metaphors and lyrics just like you know made me eye roll a little bit and took me out of it a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was almost uh like it walks a line sometimes of feeling almost on the nose but also out there. Yeah. Some of the lyrics could be.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call him like to yeah. see him. Apparently, <laughs> um, no. I know. I. You? I. I. I mean, honestly, you you hit it on the head. I. I maybe feel it's hard to. I mean, we're not doing favorite and least. I, mean, I want to talk about our favorites and least favorites, but we're not yeah. doing that as like a gimmick. So I don't need to hold anything back. I think I. I'm. I think I like it maybe a little bit more than you do. Um, yeah. But I agree with you that first listen, it didn't really take me but I also kept in mind that like, I did not care at all for heal thyself part one. And it's literally one of my favorite albums of all time now, like top, top five, top 10 albums. So I keep that in mind. Um, I think there's a lot of really good stuff on here. I think he, I think musically, he doesn't do a lot different than he has done previously. I don't think there's a specific new direction here or tone, which you don't need to necessarily. Like, I think, Oh my gosh. Hiccups. Sorry. I think a lot of it is, gr- is really great. Like some of the songs that are the, that feel very Stephen pagey are some of my favorites on there, but I, I, there's very few tracks on here. If any, that I look at and go, this is like innovation for Steve, which I feel oh, like yeah. parts one and two were a lot of um, I agree that I, I totally also agree. agree that the, the highs and lows of this album are a little bit, vast more vast to me the 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 gap is a little bit bigger than previous albums um but i i do ultimately enjoy it and i keep finding some the more i listen to it the more i want to go back to it um and i think the only other criticism i have big picture is the seven tracks and, and the four tracks like it does feel like there's a very distinct break in okay now we're in these four extra tracks and on the vinyl, it sounds like a sides, there's a, it's a double vinyl that we. Yeah. Get, I think we get in January. Um, sides A and B are those ma- seven main tracks. And then side C, like the second vinyl is the other four. And that might help a little bit because it's like, this is the thing. Yeah. And these four are this. But I still think, like you said, when you look at Heal Thyselfs part one and two, you package those together as two distinct albums over a year or two. And then you do something conceptually where you've got like the 7-4 split. It just feels kind of um, off-putting yeah. maybe or like jarring I think is maybe a better
1: word. No, I get that. But also like I don't – I read that today. So I read this article today that you said mm-hmm. – well, you only sent it today. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you I sent it to you the on. day it came out. just, just listen to it. To it. Yeah.
1: But I don't – so what? I don't know that I would have picked up on the fact that it was 8. Or seven and four, sure, distinct sure. themes or like package like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, maybe I hadn't spent enough time with it. What about you? Like, did you, um, I felt did you get that feeling from it? I did musically a
0: little bit just because I feel like, uh, the first oh, seven okay. are very kind of, um, yeah, not spatial, but there's a lot of like space talk and maybe a little bit more no pun intended space in the songs and then i think the next one you go into is the golden age of doubling down which i love i think that's a great song i really like that one however that kind of little accordion sound in there the do 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 yeah that's a very jarring transition yeah yeah exactly and then you've got zoom in there and then you know Xylorimba kind of goes back to the whole gimmicky thing where like he specifically wrote that song because he did these live from home Just series to have for years that started with Max. so like i think it's a it's a this sounds demeaning i think it's a cute song i like it but like it's still it feels like a song you'd come up with and write for a live stream um and then it put very up
1: much album. makes it feel like like it especially knowing what we know now on here's four bonus songs right it makes it feel like you threw four b-sides in there even though that i don't like you let off with zoom and then you pre-release the golden age of doubling down so i don't know that those are truly b-sides no
0: but i know it feels like that when an afterthought it feels
1: like these are seven songs that go really
0: well and are cohesive together um and then here are four more (laughs) and i don't have an issue either way like obviously i love thematically consistent uh albums but i also like hey these are just 10 great songs that we liked and yeah. it's kind of the mix of the two that's. that's it's kind rare of to see, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, we did um, this for the first half, and then just it wasn't enough, so we added right, four right. Ones, you know,
0: um, I'd almost rather again not not that I have any right to tell people to
1: do, and then yeah. some
0: singles or or vice versa because I feel like the wombats just I don't know if you've been following them the past few years, but they had a new album come out. Not in I think bit. in like January maybe February, mm-hmm. and then they did a follow up EP like two weeks ago and it was six songs and they, none of them, maybe one, none of the uh, the other ones feel like B sides. It feels like leftover tracks from that session that just didn't fit. One of them I think is better than two thirds, three quarters of the actual album that came out. So it's like, it's cool to have just an extra EP, you know? So I almost feel again, not that I have any right, but like take the seven, make it eight, add like one more song, maybe two if you're feeling creative and then do a follow-up or a pre EP where it's like here are songs from this session that we loved but didn't work, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so I mean we've t- anyway, no, we've 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 criticized it a bit. We've talked about the things that we kind of didn't care for. What do you like on it? Are there specific tracks you think of? Are there things about the album as a whole that you enjoy?
1: Um, yes. Before we do that, I just had another thought.
0: You got a story? No. You no, got no. the fucking book here in front of you that Ben Cooper
1: wrote about the album. Do you have a favorite of the three parts? What does that mean? What's the third what are the three parts? Side one, side two, side three.
0: Oh, do I have a favorite? Uh, oh, um yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. we are you trying one? to get? Well, uh, no, I- I'm trying to
1: think about if I do cuz I really I think don't I know. think
0: um I don't know I if think they're is- all
1: evenly spaced for me. I think I like most, and then there's like one that I <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think literally my I think it would go in order of I think my favorite is definitely the opening four tracks. I think that's yep. a really strong stretch. Um, I, I would maybe surprise myself and say uh, the bonus four, if you will, are my second favorite. And then it's that middle third there that are the, the middle bit. That's my third favorite, which would be yep. look to the stars, infinitely light years and safe. Would you you completely agree? agreed? That's funny. Yeah, those three I was like not bad, not great, pretty much yeah. on all three of those. I so j- just to go through those quick, look to the stars, I think is pretty good. That's my favorite of the three. I think it's a cool musical progression. I yeah. like what he does there. I like the look to the stars kind of refrain. Yeah. Um, infinitely light years just does not work for me. Um, it just some of the lyrics there I don't really care for. Um, I God, I hate doing this because. I, I mean, you know that this guy's one of my favorite songwriters in the world, but like, and I say this is someone who almost opened for him i don't I don't want to like r- insult it, but i I think you know, like let me find it. It um, just
1: feels daddish to me is what w- I, wrote. And, and,
0: and I i i I wrote in my head that it almost feels a little bit lazy, like yeah. these waves that act like particles are particles that act like waves as well, oh well, like that part in particular made me go like.
1: I thought we moved on. Never mind. Yes. Oh, what do you think? I that was, was talking about safe.
0: Oh no, I'm talking about infinitely light years. Sorry. Um, I understand the whole idea because you know that's to take a step back. The 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 opening seven are about grief and loss and the isolation we felt during the yep. pandemic and and dealing with a lot of those things. Like the opening track, feel um, is kind of about a funeral and like when someone passes and how do you how do you cope with that like spiritually and and mentally and stuff like that. Um, so like, that's a big part of it, but specifically looking at, by the way, Nick disappeared for a hot second. So I, I know I'm that sorry. I'm talking normally. No, it's my computer's fine. I just about to
1: die. It was plugged in, but it wasn't charging.
0: You don't seem prepared for this. You're taking calls. Your computer's not plugged in. I have t- kids running around and I was prepared for this. Like this I got everything.
1: My co- well, my computer's kind of fucked right now. Uh, there it
0: goes. Okay. There you go. Um, anyway, so I just like the, the whole trackpad opening... doesn't
1: work anymore. So I was like, oh. <laughs> It's been plugged in. All
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, it's no, no, no. I, I'll I'll just write this down in for our notes for later when we decide if we're gonna re up as co hosts for the next season. Um, let's keep this. Oh, believe
1: you me, I've got notes as well.
0: Fucking <laughs> eat story, every podcast. Um, but yeah, the the opening stanza of "Infinitely Light Years" opening verses: mm-hmm. one single beam of light travels through an endless night, several million years until we see it. In to season articles, these waves that act like part. It's just like the. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm like, yeah, I, I get. It felt. It feels a little bit like we got high and talked about space for a minute.
1: It and, feels and like the could... Big Bang, but trying to be serious. <laughs> that's funny. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> like they both read books yeah. about space, and Ed was like, "Well, I'll write this one for the show," and then Steve was like, "Oh yeah, let's." But really, like, it's annoying because I know? get,
0: I get to like the the kind of refrain or chorus where he goes why rely on metaphor to illustrate and underscore that the thing that nature most abs- most abhors is needed to prove that the one to prove the one thing we can trust the chaos and the calculus the speed of light can never be exceeded so it's like to me there's something nice buried in there but like because of how slow the lyrics are especially mm-hmm. i don't know why it's these waves that act like particles are particles that act like waves as well like that one really kind of irks me a little bit
1: there's not um, much else going on at that point to let you focus on anything else.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, I think the other one that kind of gets irks me a little bit lyrically is the very opening of how much is enough where it's the, I I thought, I thought I had it all. I thought I had it all figured out. Guess not, guess not everything. Guess not, you know, like it kind of like builds on the sentences each time. Yeah. Um, it's like, it reminds me of unfinished where everything is on. Un- everything is on unfin- Everything is unfinished. Yeah. Like, Again, minor squat, like, not that I could sit here and do any better, but like, I really like um, how much is enough, but I feel like those opening few seconds, I have to kind of like get through to remember how much I like it. But no,
1: agreed. I like the musical bits like a lot more than Mm -hmm.
0: that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, yeah, let's now that it derailed us and then we got way more negative. Yes right let's get back to your initial what what do you like about it (laughs) yes um i think feel
0: as an opening track is beautiful it feels very steve as an opener you look at both like um there's a melody and then uh nothing special like they both have kind of eclectic things going on there's a melody is short and it goes into the the second one later but um i really love it and i love how it starts very churchy with the like this, this the picture organ. of yeah, yeah the organ and the choir and, the, and then the you choir. got like, people you know the idea of being at a funeral and then this like what do we say to ourselves to make us feel better in situations like this like do you actually believe in god do you actually believe he's in a better place um like remember yeah. to lie cuz when somebody dies no one wants what is real they just want to feel and and uh, I don't personally take that as an indictment on religion. Like, I don't think it's an atheistic standpoint. I think it's just talking about how, like, when you are in one of the most dire, deepest moments of your lives in your life, you want to feel something else. You want to think that there is an afterlife or that there is somewhere else to Mm -hmm. go. You don't, you don't care what the objective truth is. You just want to feel comforted whatever well, agreed and like he
1: has some pretty direct lines in here like look to the sky yeah why it's not like he's up there right but i think like also yeah given the like theme mm-hmm. these are the moments where you inherently question everything exactly know? there's a lot think of it's like a, oh warning. this is an atheist song it's just yes a, exactly you're questioning everything and everything yeah. right now yes um everything and anything not everything uh, and everything
0: anything <laughs> everything to everyone Um, Yes. (laughs) So I think feel is beautiful and I love what will I do now? Like, I love that track so much because I feel like it's very,
1: it's such a good one too, to start things.
0: Yes. To go. I think it's a great transition. And -hmm. then I also think like it, it, it kind of, and not that I've lost somebody close to me. I one of my loved ones has, but, um, this idea of when when a tra- you know, when tra- I think this song's supposed to be after someone passes and then you're back in place. But I think you could take that as a breakup, a divorce, a death, mm-hmm. uh, anything. This whole idea of like, what literally what'll I do now? And yeah. and like I th- one of the lyrics that seems very funny to me is um seven boxes on the brand flake shelf, rounding up, multiply by twelve. There's enough for 84 bowls. I turn to tell you, but I catch myself. Look around, there's no one else here. And two stories come to mind for me there. I remember when my grandma passed away 21 years ago, 2001, my mom told me this years later, but she said that one of the hardest things for my grandpa was sitting at the table, reading the paper and, and reading something interesting and wanting to turn around and tell my grandma. Aww. And she's, you know, it's like, it's those little things that don't, yeah. and and I had a moment just yesterday. Cause you know, we've talked about the divorce before, not in de- detail, it's not, it's not a therapy yeah. pod, but we, um, there's not a specific, yet. not yet. <laughs> that's season four season four like, are coming. our emotions um i fun story i saw my therapist at the gym this weekend that was really very interesting um and i thought about a stand-up bit if i was funny enough to be like yeah he's he spotted me emotionally and physically he was holding the bar and asking about my feelings um haven't just worked give up him
1: it. a howdy doody and walk on no i
0: saw i was i was getting off the treadmill and i was like that looks like him um And I'm, I love, he's a fantastic guy. So it it wasn't one of those, like, is that him? Cause I need to run. It was like, is that him or not? Cause I've never seen him in not, you know, button up in slacks. And then I, um, I am leaving and I put some hand sanitizer on my hand. So I turned to like back out of the door, you know, and I turn around and he's right there leaving too. And we both kind of give the head cock and we're like hey and we just talked for like a minute on the way to the door um but i so there's this coffee brand that i used to buy um i used to get it from us it's door county coffee no it's Starbucks. (laughs) Um, no it's door county coffee it's a wisconsin kind of family-run company great flavors good prices great service good coffee anyway um this is so minute but it's it's getting to a point but when they when they send it to you it's like in a sealed bag and it has one of the little like uh uh adhesive straps that you can once you open it yes. pull over it. And yeah. my routine used to always be I would, you know, cut it open and then I'd use the the adhesive and then every time I'd open it, I would I have a we have a grinder so we buy whole bean. I'd put the little adhesive on the coffee maker, like literally on the lid so that I can yeah. pull it off, put the beans in, roll it back up, take the adhesive off and do it. And I haven't bought that coffee in probably almost a year, probably since around last Christmas just because, you know, saving money, yeah. you know, been a little busy and I was prepping it a couple of day- nights ago and for the next morning. I'm a big prepper, not like Doomsday, but like the night before, sort of a prepper. And I was like going through the motions and then I just took the, the adhesive off and I put it on the lid. And I yeah. just I literally like it I froze because I was like it was the just motion the put motion you bit, back into the house. The motion and put me back into the house that I haven't been in for months. And mm-hmm. you know, going back to my my ex-wife being there and just like I hadn't done that since being in a completely different environment. And it's not like mourning a death. I mean, it's like, it's the loss of a relationship. And there's a lot of other, you know, it's, I'm not equating that to, oh, someone died. Oh, I got divorced. Like there are a lot of other emotions in there, but there's still a very strange, like transporting to a place that really wasn't that long ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And feeling very lost in that moment of like, yeah. It, and it's a very strange feeling because again not to not to get into therapy mode like it's not regret right it's not like oh I wish things were different I wish we were back together it, it's certainly not that but it is still this no. but there's something warning. Warning
1: about the way the brain works and like yeah. especially like that where you're just like you're doing something you're not thinking about it but just mm-hmm. emotions or a smell or whatever yeah. it is just instantly yeah. puts you back into that place right. and then you're just like whoa what
0: it literally like it's, you can't it's help like but you're to hitting the wall yeah. yeah and so I think to bring it back to the music i think like that this song is that to me it's going through all those most motions and then i think one of the most tragic parts of it is the second part of the course which is what do i do now as long as time allows i'll just do what i always do but without you like kind of realizing like i just gotta carry on
1: high note too musically
0: yeah (sighs) yeah but yeah and and, and then to have it literally end on do the dishes and i sweep the floor everything is as it was before like oh yeah this one that one gets me good um
1: yeah it's almost like it has some of those moments that are like looking for the light where it's just like that emotional yeah line that really hits musically and emotionally and it all comes together but i mean this is what this is what we know. Steve can do, right? Exactly. Like it has these songs the, that yes. are relatable. Yeah. Sure. This like is about someone dying, but it transcends that to, like you said, to be relatable mm-hmm. for all mm-hmm. these other forms like, of loss. Like,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. The form, other forms of loss where something about it's one of those songs to me that's like the right amount of specific and specific in general. Where, like, yes. again, going yep. back to the brand flakes thing, it's like, oh, that hasn't happened to me specifically, but similar things have. Right. Where you know you buy a gallon of milk and realize you don't drink milk <laughs> you're like why did I, you know i'd like it's things like that so i that to me is one of the highlights of the album um what, what other tracks Any other ones stand out to you or um you wanted to kind of touch on
1: really yeah i mean these opening couple i really like well no, how much of enough is okay there are a couple parts in that that i really like yeah i yeah i mean i think the middle runs a bit I really like the golden age of doubling down musically. It's great. Yeah. I like that. Like thematically it's good. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, we talked about zoom and I think it's a really strong closer too. something about me.
0: Something about me is great. I really like, that's one that, you know, whenever you're listening to a new album, you oftentimes don't make it to the end of the album. Like you restart, like you listen to the first two or three. And so I like intentionally listened to the back half the other day. And I thought the same thing. I was like, that's such a good closer it feels very similar to like man child to me where it's like about, and he even said this, it's literally about mm-hmm. like how I have this tendency to look at <laughs> others things through my eyes and like uh-huh. man child seems like that. And I'm trying to think there's another one on heal my heal thyself. I think um, part one, but where it, it, they just have those, those themes of um, oh, the work at hand is what it was where they oh, just sure. have these themes of, um, this selfishness or this like self-conceit that um, I think we all struggle with. And I think BNL, both Steve and Ed and the whole band have always done such a great job of exploring is this um this both like self-obsession and this self-loathing at the same time. Yeah. It's like, this is a part of me and I hate it, but it's also very much a part of me.
1: But I think like putting those two hand in hand, like we've talked about with a lot of those other songs really Mm -hmm makes it way more relatable because if you only yes. had the exaggerated, agreed. like without the self-loathing, mm-hmm. you would just roll your eyes uh, completely agree. But the, like the self-awareness there. And like he said in this interview, like, yeah, I like to point the finger at myself, not at other people that right. feels like we know that Steve. <laughs> uh, I think, but I, I think that's,
0: you know, and I, I don't mean this hyperbolically as far as I can tell. I think, at least in my musical sphere. Heyo. Mm-hmm. That's what Steve and Ed as songwriters do better than any other musicians I know is they yeah. sing about that arrogance or that self-loathing or that's whatever in a way that is that perfect balance of it's not too emo, it's not too yeah. bright eyesy where you're just like, oh, "I'm so bad," but it's also <laughs> not like ha ha ha, ha. like it's this like great yeah. middle ground of like irony and like looking at yourself and yep being aware of something but not being able to change it you know um uh so i so i i, I liked that a lot i like that that's the theme of it because i think that's one of my favorite themes that they explore or surprise Agreed. surprise like one of my favorite steve songs yes. um understand i understand you know um i understand your shock at getting wise yeah that whole um that whole song is just one of my favorites but um intro i want to go back to one if you don't mind going back to safe yeah. uh Oh my goodness. He's freaking wine hiccups. Safe is an interesting one to me. Same. Okay. No, interrupt. That's fine. I started it, but you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, no, I, I like the theme. Okay. Of it. So I, <laughs> I like some of the lyrics, but it feels very much. It doesn't feel just like, oh, this is an older Steve song or like it could have been. It sounds a lot like other Steve songs. It reminds me a lot of like. Where do you stand? Which is like, do, 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 do. Like, is that 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 three, four kind of swaying? And, sure. Uh, um it reminds me of done. I think even more. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. It's like, I need to feel safe. Like, it just feels a little bit too much. Like, this is, ooh, that gong hit signifies it is time Damn. for us to take a shot of uh, just straight clear vodka. So, Nick, you go first. Good job! Bombs away! I nailed it! Beautiful. And I'm not going to because I'm uh, don't feel like it. Um, oh, but I, it sounds a lot like a. It just sounds like it sounds exactly like other songs to me. Where if you compare um, done specifically to safe, they just yeah. sound like kind of like like twins of each other. And you know he talked about how feel and safe are kind of callbacks to each other, or that safe is a callback to feel to kind of bookend that theme that's great that's beautiful i love it and i really like safe i just can't get it out of my head of like this just sounds so much like other songs i've heard steve do
1: yeah no i i agree I, that had not occurred to me i i wrote like yeah like nothing to disagree with here great message but it just feels like dadish, dad-ish or yeah. too on the nose you know mm. right and I don't know. Maybe like, maybe it's because I felt like I had heard it before. Yeah. But there, wasn't, there was just something about it that I w- it was not pulling me in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, in- that's
0: interesting that maybe it was subconsciously like, Hey, I've heard this before. Yeah. Um, or something similar to it. But that, that safe is probably the most conflicting one to me because like, that's one that I really want to like and enjoy. And I do, yeah. but I can't get that out of my head. Like you said, like I've heard this before. Um human doll you made a reference to earlier thoughts on that one
1: like it just takes me out of it you know like i get the social commentary mm-hmm. i'm not sure i can quite pinpoint it like it's it's not like that's like an unheard of thing you know the like it's out there that like thought right. process but it's it's not like new sure so i wonder sure. if it just feels old but I, I hear you i don't know it, i hear you something about it just it takes it out of me or it takes me out of it and i I can't get into it.
0: I, I felt that way before. Um, it's one of those that has already grown on me a bit where like, okay. I still, because I think one of the, the very first things you and I said to each other when we were listening, to it was like, there's, it doesn't feel like this is a generalization. I get that. Yep. There's a lot of tempo change throughout the song. There's a lot of mid tempo songs throughout it. And yep. this was the kind of the first offender to me where I go, oh, this is kind of the same tempo as um, what do I do now? And then, literally, the past couple of days, I've been like, actually, I kind of really like human doll, um, so it's one of those, as we've talked before, reminders that like this shit's gonna grow on you, so like I would be shocked if we come back a year from now, and I'm not like,
1: actually really like a lot of what's happening <laughs> right um but uh, but no, no I, but, but yeah, given my experience and what I feel like we've talked about the first couple albums of how mm-hmm. we came to them and then like, yeah, researched them for the pod and loved them, mm-hmm. I do feel pretty confident that this album as a whole yeah. is all is going to grow on me
0: yeah i i agree i i'm excited for that to happen too because because what that means is that i'm going to listen to it more yeah and i'm going to listen you know find this more enjoyable so so overall i mean we we're not we're not people who rate albums on a numerical scale but if we were you know how what would you give this right now out of a 10
1: three out of 10 i really like three out of the 11 um <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, the other day,
0: I, I I was telling some friends six. that I went and saw um, Nick Six. That'd be good. Ooh, that's a good segment, Nick Six. Um, oh yeah, I went and saw the sequel to um, Hateful
1: Eight. Nick Six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is just you talking about six albums. You like? I went and saw um, Wakanda Forever a couple a few weeks ago, the second part of the movie, and it was really funny because like I went into it, you know, knowing that obviously Chadwick's passed away and that there's a big like as a whole, it's kind of a tribute to him. Yeah. and so it was funny because like as a marvel movie i wasn't overly impressed i was like you know in the in the in the, as a tribute to chadwick it was beautiful and there's a lot mm-hmm. of really moving scenes the plot the story the events that happen i'm kind of like i don't know like there's some like namor namor i think Neymar, that not namor, namor namor the villain is great he's super fucking cool um but as a whole, I'm just like I don't, you know. I, I'm mixing. So I was telling my coworkers, they were like, "Oh, how was it?" I said, "Uh, good, not great, good, not great." And then I was, I was in my head thinking about like the the tributes, you know, to Chadwick. Yeah. And I was like, it was a beautiful film, beautiful parts. And so my friend goes, "Good, not great, but stunning and beautiful." <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty accurate description. But
1: um, my one of my brothers saw it last what, two weeks ago and was like, uh-huh. "Oh, it was amazing." Mm-hmm. that i went to work on monday and we were, like had a team call we were talking yeah. about weekends and thanksgiving and yeah uh one of my coworkers was like oh i saw the of forever and yeah everyone, oh how was it it's like well i he, like leans into west whispers is yeah. like i'm not really that big into marvel <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you can get into the suspension of disbelief, I guess, but like, I well, yeah, I mean,
0: that's the thing you have to think, remember is that like this is like the twentieth or thirtieth something movie in this Marvel I universe. Know. Like, you can't jump into this with zero context and expect to be fully engulfed. Like, that's just yeah, that's the both the the pro and the con of Marvel movies. Right? Yeah, I I think it just had such high expectations because the black yeah. first Black Panther was so universally renowned, and and then. Chadwick passing, like knowing that was part of it, you know. Right. Um, this whole mar- not to get it, this is not, you know, welcome to JD's Marvel Corner. All of Phase Four, I believe that was the end of Phase Four. There's a lot of good movies in it, but like it very much just feels like a bunch of groundwork being laid into. Like, I've oh, always yeah. loved that the Marvel movies are interconnected. You know, like some people understandably are like, well, you can't watch one without watching the rest. I was like, yeah, that's true. But if you watch the rest, it's really rewarding in some fun ways. Yeah, This this phase of Marvel movie is... Like, this one had no way home. The Spider-Man movie with all three Spider-Mans. That was amazing. Uh, that and was some really, really cool. Good. Things that happened in there. But, like, there was very little interconnection between all of the movies of this
1: phase. It's an interesting time in yes. Marvel. Because they're yeah. at movie 60. <laughs> they're just cranked out 20 series. Tom Holland's so his 50s. I feel like a lot of people are pretty burnt out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I agree. And like you said at that stage they're laying a lot of groundwork yeah so it's like you're burnt out for new buildup which is hard well
0: and and like they're doing something different with the series now where like i don't if you remember like abc had some marvel shows back in the day like agents of shield yeah. and like agent carter and they were just it felt to me that like marvel was like here you go take some money abc you go do what you want to do but yeah. we're not and then there was the 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 netflix shows
1: which yep Daredevil. had
0: Daredevil Iron Luke Fist Cage, like Iron Fist and it felt like it had a little bit more tie in but not really <laughs> and then yeah. now they're doing the shows where like Disney Plus shows are directly in the universe and then yep. you've got spoiler alert for I don't remember what movie it was oh Spider Man like Matt Murdock is the Daredevil from the Netflix show is in it yep. so like he was also the, in the She Hulk series too she yep yep he was she was he was a bigger part in She Hulk, um but like the shows are much more vital to the you, mm-hmm. the movies now and on top of that the integration it is sort of a reset like phase 4 yeah. is a lot like phase 1 where you're kind of introducing a lot of new characters so it the sluggishness to me feels a lot stronger than it did yeah. even in phase 2 or 3 where you're like oh more marvel but you're excited to see how they're all coming together whereas yeah
1: and like tv is a format that i gravitate to more Sure, the longer sure. form, but jumping back and forth a lot and requiring both, yes.
0: yeah, I agree. Is difficult. I've watched, I've watched WandaVision, Moon Knight, and um Loki. I haven't yeah. watched uh uh. It's not Ms Marvel. It is Miss Miss Mar- Marvel. Oh, or... I haven't watched that one either. I, yeah. I haven't watched a lot of She-Hulk. Marvelous Miss Mabel. Marvelous Mrs. mazel It's a weird entry to the series, like to go back in time <laughs> with zero, and then um Falcon Winter Soldier, which I want to watch. I just haven't like. So, uh, or Hawkeye, like how much of that's all going to be relevant? Like, I didn't
1: bother with Hawkeye. I
0: want to watch Hawkeye. Hawkeye though, it mm. looks good to me. Um, and it's supposed to be Christmassy, so maybe now is actually a good time to get into it. <laughs> but, um, but it's it's a lot. It's it's always been a lot to keep up with. It's even more to yeah. keep up with now. And sure. it's just it's b- because it's like the the refresh, like a new phase. It's anyway. Um, thank you for coming to our Marvel corner. Um, yep. We appreciate your time, and we'll see you later. Uh, so you said six out of ten.
1: We'll be back in a week.
0: We'll be back in a week. <laughs> um, is that what you said, six?
1: Yeah, I think six. Yeah, is where I'd start. That's a I can see it getting up more. Like I said, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think for now it's six is good. Six is good.
0: I think I would maybe I'd probably just do a seven. I'd probably just add one more to it because I think okay. like you look at eleven tracks. I think eight of them maybe are fantastic um, in their own rights, I think the other two or three kind of, um, pull low for me, but I think my bigger gripe is just the thematic thing of like the seven and four where I'm just like, it just doesn't, it, it feels weirdly disconnected like that. Um, so yeah, I'd say a seven. That. I think, I think some of the high points are super high, but, um, do you have a favorite, least favorite you want to talk about? Like, we're not going to do points for it, but
1: no, I mean, human doll, I think least, um, Oh, interesting. Or Xylorimba. I don't know. I don't really care yeah. for that one either um feel what do i do now golden lady doubling down your favorites are the tops nice um pretty close actually
0: to agree i i would say xylo rimba is my is my least favorite purely because it feels the most gimmicky like it just like even you know he talks about in the interview where it's like oh xylo rimba was an instrument of a xylophone and a marimba and like the song is like a love song between a marimba and a xylophone like it's cute again it's funny but like it's not. But it is like, gimmicky. Inherently. It is gimmicky. Um, but I would say, what Will I do now? Is is far and away my favorite. Um, but feel and golden age are two of the other big ones on there for me. Um, yeah. So I I make like like I think the big theme for us is that we like it and we assume that we will it will grow on us as previous Steve albums have done.
1: Okay, great. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to do a um a uh something fantastic?
1: I can do something fantastic.
0: Fantastic. You know, just a little bit kind of fun little comment. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? How would you like to proceed?
1: I can go first. I know you like mine. It, um oh, is it me? It is you. <laughs> you're, you're something fantastic. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Be hilarious. <laughs> you, my friend, you
0: or my cellar or my door secret. My oh, nest. Go ahead.
1: No, uh i i'm gonna go with an rem album oh my man do not get me down this road i know so all right like it feels like this is what got us into the podcast are mm-hmm. my podcasting idols some of your mm-hmm. podcasting idols i don't like to know. use the word idol well they're, Mar- <laughs> no, yes. they're my american they're idols. My, yes um
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh scott, and scott. have there scott and scott have their podcast about rem and U two and mm-hmm. um talking heads and chili peppers and yeah all them but yeah 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 um listening to those is what like gave us the idea to go through albums like this and yeah. want to talk about stuff in this format so um listen to that loved it and then i just you know i I really got an RAM after that, and then mm. some something I don't know what it was the last couple months. I've been listening to them a lot more again. Oh, and I love it. Life's Rich Pageant, I think, is maybe my favorite. That's, really? That's the album I'm gonna go for. No way. Yeah. That is crazy to me. I gravitated I... a lot towards the first listens to the early stuff. Like I really like sure. murmur and reckoning. Yeah. Um, and then but I not like Koyahoga, I believe. Yeah. There's some good shit on that album. I, it's one that I don't. Fall on me, fall on
0: me is amazing. Fall on me and begin the begin are two of I think some of their best tracks. It's just at least in my experience, it's not one that's often like oh the one of their best is life's rich pageant. So like that's really cool. Fair. I I no 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 I don't mean that as like a, as like in any sort of like a commentary on you liking it. I just it was an unexpected one, and I really that's really cool.
1: I don't know um, that I have like a favorite, favorite album, but that's like the one I've been listening to the most lately again. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah. Begin the begin and fall on me. These days is sandwich in between there, but those two back to back are just oof. And, and Koyahoga is a great one as well. Yeah. Um, I believe, I,
1: I think might be my favorite full stop.
0: Wow. If I run the album or flavor R.E.M. R.E.M. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Not that, not that you asked it, but I think for me, green is my favorite album okay um, green with automatic for the people a close second but something about green the mix of like you've got pop song 89 on there and stand and then you've got like you are I mean, the everything yeah which is like a com- like a completely complete tonal shift um
1: orange, crush. That's, orange that's crush that's is the intro classic. album for me because that's the one that I, my, my dad had and i was oh, like oh this is cool. this is my dad's favorite I'm like
0: yeah yeah, they're one that I mean, we, this is not an REM podcast, but um, uh, yeah. yeah, they're 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 one of my favorite bands. I've all I have I will stand by this. I got into an argument with my girlfriend the first time I met him. Oh, um, that REM to, in my opinion, are the most important and influential American rock band of all time. I'll stand by it. I'll die on that hill. I've got a good case for it. Every other case, I can loop back into mine. And man. what did he say? Uh, he said the Eagles and then i
1: had a feeling <laughs> yeah which was funny i now was, see it was, why I, it became a fight <laughs> and what was funny
0: was i like first of all you know and, and let's get this out of the way fuck the eagles completely the eagles. and while we're here to be honest fuck brian Eno. that guy's kind of a piece of shit to be honest yeah we're man old sourpuss himself anyway sourpuss um himself. i found an article i googled did he actually it, you know, do
1: anything or are we just playing just, them adding, him it, just okay. adding him to it adding
0: them to it no <laughs> um i was uh I my whole argument would is that they're the most influential. They basically invented to a degree alternative, alternative music. music. All of the, you know, my brother once said, "What about Nirvana?" I said, "Created a mumble car, <laughs> <laughs> which created trap music. No, um, I, like you know, he my brother once said Nirvana. I was like, "Who influenced Nirvana?" Though, and he was like, "Well, you can go as far back." Wait, and I was like, "No, you, you
1: who? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> the Who." Um, so I found an I googled like most influential. American rock bands. And it was so funny because at number nine on this, it's just some random list. I don't even Mm -hmm. remember the source. Number nine was the Eagles. And number eight was REM. Like not only was REM hired, they were literally back to back in the list. (laughs) And number one was the Beach Boys, which frankly, I think is a fantastic argument. That one, I will go. That is, that is, I could.
1: Not the Beatles though. Well, they, I know
0: they're from Omaha, but lovable I just feel yeah, like. Lovable from Liverpool? The lovable lads from Liverpool. That's a new egg, right? <laughs> that's
1: an even better joke. That's good. <laughs> uh, I like it.
0: Anyway, so um, yes, I love REM. And that's that's what got me into y- you telling me about the podcast, uh, Are You Talking to REM? Read Me. Finally, really heavily got me into CBB and stuff like that. Um, so it all worked out well in the end. But anyway, let's read yeah, the pageant. I am. I am going to listen to that tomorrow because of this. I want to. I want to go back to it. Oh yeah. Um. Beautiful. I love that. I am going to use. Uh. I'll also share an album. I'm going to share the newest album by the 1975 called "Being Funny in a Foreign Language." Now, the 1975 are a band that are huge, um, at least in the indie scene and that kind of pop rock scene. And I have known that they existed for a while. You know, for a few years, but never you know listen to chocolate and listen to a couple of their songs but never really dove into it and then their newest album came out and was getting some good reviews from a couple places that i follow and then i saw that it was produced by jack antonoff from bleachers and oh. i know that jack is kind of a hot button topic in the indie world where some people are like get him the fuck out and i'm on the side oh. of like he's great like everything he touches works for me right now just, just because they're so- not
1: into like that style and he's touching everything yeah it's it's that
0: like he's doing a lot of transforming production wise and instrumentally and then that's also that kind of eye roll of like oh jack did it oh of course Antonov's involved somehow just kind of like but so I think it's a little bit of thing, but also a little yes I think it's partially that (laughs) um but also partially just if you don't like what he's doing to the music yeah that's fair too um but I do I really do and so I was like I'm going to listen to this I'm going to you know listen to it and I have been blown away by this album like mm-hmm. it is easily making my top albums of the year list um it is it is the perfect mix of like accessible pop rock and like kind of cool indie-ish kind of bleachersy sounds um it definitely sounds like Jack produced it there's a couple of songs in particular that I go like this could be a bleacher song um but it also feels like a really good accessible point into the 1975 so I make a I've wanted to go back and like listen to their previous albums now but like this album has been on repeat like it's fantastic so um being funny in a foreign language it just came out i believe in october maybe and i'm absolutely obsessed with it i will Uh, definitely check that i could not recommend it more like
1: the band that i've heard of you know but i don't know that i've ever that was no that was me until this
0: one came out exactly it's like oh i've heard
1: that name before but Yeah. yeah
0: i've and and that's what surprised that that's why i'm so like dirty hit too yeah good right right um it's one of those bands that i that's part of why i'm so excited is that that exact reason by like i've heard a lot about them and known that they exist obviously but haven't made a point of going in and listening to them and then i do and i'm just like holy shit this is amazing um so like it's like i said very much in the running for favorite album of the year or one at least top album of the year yeah. So um great 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 stuff
1: that is so, exciting i will have to listen to that um,
0: well. specifically just to throw out a couple of tracks if someone's like listen jd i'm gonna listen to a couple of tracks but i'm not i would personally recommend um both uh oh geez there's a whole bunch of them um, <laughs> i'm in love with you and wintering are two of my favorites Aww. um <laughs> and those are, those are just for you that's just for you um but yeah we can winter together whenever <laughs> that's what we do most winters we hibernate together <laughs> we, we just stock up on food and then get in a sleeping bag and just six months three months later wake up and we're back at it at Krispy Kreme um well anyway so that's going to summarize our little um uh you know fresh warm take sort of a deal um, yeah. We'll be back next time with more Radical Face. Um, we're going to do The Leaves, right? Yes. Dang it, I, it's funny because I was going to do a bit. I wanted to say we're going to do The you Roots. And it. I completely <laughs> forgot. And I just said the actual <laughs> thing we're doing next. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do The Leaves the, the leaves next. But um, anything we want to end
1: with, Nick? I don't think so. Thanks for taking this detour with us. Yeah. Hey,
0: we love it when you guys go on these journeys with yeah. us, to be, to be honest with you. It's one of the things that really give us energy in this life so thank you for that anyway um (laughs) thanks for your time uh have a great whatever time it is right now for you have a great life yeah whether it's yeah all right bye guys